evening, good evening, good evening. Good evening, everyone. This is Arthur Farley Martin. Thank you for joining in on my podcast. I dropped in tonight, this Saturday night, to talk about manipulation. I want to ask the question, are you being manipulation? Who's controlling the narrative? (laughs) Okay, we're going to talk about this in one moment. One minute and one second, but first we're going to pray. Father, we just thank you for being together in the midst of us, Lord God, for leading, guiding, and directing us in the way that we should go, Father God. Father God, we ask that you open our ears so we can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Um, Open our eyes so we can see. In Jesus' name, I pray. Guys, thank you again for joining. This is Dr. Pearly Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Thank you for joining in on my podcast. Tonight, I want to ask the question, are you being manipulated? Oh boy, we got to deal with this. We got to deal with this. So, you know, one of the meanings of manipulation is when um, one, um, they use manipulation to control your will. Manipulation is when someone tries to override your will by means of control, by, through crying, anger, um, false information, you know, um, but it's really rooted in control. Manipulation is rooted in control. Manipulation says, if you don't do this, then you won't be able to do that. You know, well, man, because manipulation is connected to, is rooted in control, it is definitely a form of witchcraft. How many of you know that God made us as free moral agents? He said, I said before you life, death, blessings, or curses. Guess what he said? You get to choose. Um, how many of you know that love is choice and it's not force? So when it, somebody is trying to force their will upon you, just know that a, there's a spirit of manipulation uh, working on you. Okay. And whatever you do, every time you bend and you bow and you give into that form of manipulation, you're giving into that spirit of witchcraft. Now we see an example of this is when Daniel, when they told Daniel, when the king put out the decree that, you know, you had, you had to pray to, to the, the idol gods and everything like that. And Daniel refused to do it. Daniel opened up his window and he got down and he prayed right in their face. He refused to give in to their manipulation. If you did not do what they say, you were going to be killed. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they refused to give in to that spirit of manipulation and control. Do you see that spirit operating in our system today? A lot of times we say, well, fear is the narrative. Yep, fear is fear is a definitely a factor. But look at manipulation and control. You have to see that uh, the, the the second demon that's pushing it, that's in pursuit of this narrative that's being taught in our today's society, um, is 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 rooted in the spirit of witchcraft. Because what what the spirit is saying is. If you don't do this, you can't work here. If you don't do this, you can't eat here. If you don't do this, you can't do that. If you don't do this, you can't. This is that is what manipulation is. Manipulation is control. Manipulation tries to override the people's will. That's what they try to do to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, we see the story of Esther. Where where Ham where uh, Mordecai would not bow down to Haman, <laughs> he said he's a Jew. We're going to kill all the Jews because uh, he won't, you know, 
He's, he's, he, he was angry because he would not bow down. He would not show him honor. He would not give him respect that he thought he deserved. And so because he didn't do what he wanted him to do, because he couldn't control his will, he wanted to kill all the Jews. <laughs> you know, manipulation is rooted in control. So the way you know when you're being manipulated is even in the world society is when they start saying stuff like, if you don't do this, you can't do this. If you don't do that, you can't do this. If you don't do this, you can't work here. If you don't do this, you can't eat here. If you don't see anytime you see that, if, if you don't, that's that spirit of witchcraft is fear is definitely a factor. Fear and manipulation is working hand in hand. So we have the spirit of fear and a spirit of witchcraft working together. So a lot of times people is like, uh, I'm going to do what the Lord say do. Well, God does not lead by way of fear. And he definitely does not lead by way of manipulation because that's a form of witchcraft. In the very beginning in Genesis 1, we see that the Lord gave Adam and Eve a choice. He told him, he said, look, you can have all of this, but just don't eat of the tree in the middle of the garden. That was a choice. He did not override their will because love is choice and it's not force. So anytime somebody's trying to manipulate you, I'm not going to be your friend if you don't do this. That's manipulation. Crying to get your way, trying to draw people in to get your way. That's a form of manipulation. Anger, trying to control people through anger. That's a form of manipulation. How many of you know that the Bible tells us, he said, that the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God? If you're doing stuff for somebody because you're intimidated by them or because you are afraid of them, that's not being spirit-led. That's being fear-led, and that's being led by a spirit of witchcraft, okay? So every time you bow down and say, well, I better do this because I'm not going to be able to do that, just know that you're giving in to a spirit of witchcraft. God does not operate. I don't care what it is. God does not operate through the spirit of witchcraft. God does not operate through the spirit of witchcraft. So I asked that. I had to ask that question. Are you being manipulated? Are you being manipulated? Not just by the spirit of fear, but by a spirit of witchcraft. God does not lead by way of witchcraft. Okay, so when we're saying, well, I'm going to follow the Lord, let me tell you what God is not that God does not. uh, uh, He does not try to force you into doing things against your will. And he does not uh, try to manipulate you uh, by saying, hey, if you'll do this, I'll give you this. Isn't that what? Listen here. Listen here. Isn't that what the devil did to uh, to Jesus? He tried to do to Jesus. He He said, if you'll bow down and worship me. I'll give you this. He was trying to manipulate him. He was trying to entice him. He was trying to tempt him to try to gain control over him. So you know what? Beware of men bearing gifts because all gifts are not good gifts. Okay. Beware of men bearing gifts because not all gifts are God's gifts. Okay. So anytime somebody have to manipulate, hey, if you do this, we'll give you this. If you do this, we'll give you $100. If you'll do this, we'll give you a free uh, Dunkin' Donuts. If you'll do this, come on now, you got to be able to catch it. It's not just the fear factor, but it's a spirit of witchcraft called manipulation that's operating in today's society in the world system. You can't do this. You can't buy, sell, drink 
unless you do this. You can't buy, sell, eat, drink. Jesus tells us clearly. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things be added unto you. If you're believing that unless you do this, you can't do that, then you've been manipulated. How many of you know that our God is greater? Our God is greater. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Than the spirit of the Antichrist. Because that's not the spirit of Christ. Because the Holy Spirit is not a manipulator. If you want to know what spirit you're dealing with. Yeah, we see the spirit of fear all day long. We can see it. That's clear to see the spirit of fear operating. Well, if I don't do this, they said I can't do that. What does the word of God say? What does, and when your motive is any, anytime we do something and our motive is not God, then our motive was not, is not good. If we doing things because somebody said it and, uh, and, and the Holy Spirit is not telling us to do it, then it's not the Holy Spirit. It's not God telling us to do it. So here we have, here we have Daniel. He would not bow down to the world system. We have Shadrach, Meshach, and they put him in the lion's den. It's okay because the Bible say when you suffer for doing for righteousness sake, um, you know, you need to rejoice because truly the glory of the God, the Lord is resting upon you. But make sure that when you're suffering is for righteousness sake and it's not for being because you was a meddler or a busybody in somebody else's business. Okay, because that's not suffering for righteousness sake. But those who choose to live for Christ, you're going to suffer persecution. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, refused to bow down to the Nebuchadnezzar, to his world system, because that's what it was, a principality, to his system, they always want you to worship some other God. Anything that takes the place of God, anything that takes the place of the word of God becomes our God. Why you say that? Because 1 John 1 and 1 tells us, That in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I said that to simply say that God in His Word is one. So anytime we're operating outside of the principles, the guidelines of the Word of God, we're not in the will of God. And we need to call it what it is. Here we're gonna talk. You know this. This is this podcast is for mature audience only. Okay. So what I'm getting ready to tell you that when you're when we're doing stuff because we're saying, oh, I got underlying conditions. I, but I thought by Jesus stripes you were healed. Now which way is it? Because the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, and he think don't think that he's gonna receive anything from God because you're that's having a divided loyalty. That we're going to love one or hate the other. Love not the world, nor the things which are of the world. For when we love the world, then the love of the Father is not in us. So it's not just the spirit of fear that's in operating, that's operating um, in, 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 in uh, dictating the narrative, but it's the spirit of manipulation. I mean, some of the stuff that the, that, that, that spirit of witchcraft is doing is... is um, it's out of this world. So when we see when the time, you know, uh, when it comes time to what the Bible says about not being able to buy, sell and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's what it is. If this is just a rehearsal, this is not it. But it's it's kind of it's kind of giving you an idea of what, you know, w- which way the people would kind of sway and which way the people would kind of go. But um, Daniel said no. Shadrach Meshach said no. Mordecai um Mordecai say, no, Haman, I'm not bowing down to you. Jesus said, more than anything, Jesus said, no. 
The devil said, look here, he tried to manipulate Christ. He said, if you will bow down and worship me, guess what? I'm going to give you all of this. If you will go and do this, I'm going to give you that. Come on now. Anything that anything that tries to manipulate your will, is it's the spirit of witchcraft. Anything that tries to override your will is a spirit of witchcraft. The wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. If whenever we're doing something as believers and our motive is not Jesus, because as believers, born again believers, we're told to be led by the spirit of God. So are, are we led? What spirit is leading us? Because God don't lead by way of manipulation. In other words, when someone is telling you, unless you do this, you can't do that. That's not the Holy Spirit. He doesn't give you a choice and take away a choice. There is consequences, but he lets us make the choice. When the Holy Spirit is leading us, there's no pressure. You can't work here unless you get this. Come on now. You can't do this unless you do that. You can't do that unless you do. You can't buy, sell, eat, drink unless you do that. That is the spirit of the Antichrist. But that is also a spirit of witchcraft. So are you being manipulated? Are you being manipulated by a spirit of witchcraft? Are you being manipulated? So the word of God says, be sober, be alert, because your adversary, the devil, he's going around seeking whom he can devour. But how many of you know that God still has a remnant who's not going to bend, who's not going to bow? They're not going to bow to King Nebuchadnezzar. They're not going to bow down to um, to um to false idols. They're not bowing down. They're going to stand firm. They're going to set their face like a flint. And they're going to say, for Jesus, I live. And for Jesus, I die. We're going to have to sell out the whole route. And we're going to have to quit running in behind the world system and put our face in the word of God and run after the word system. Are we being manipulated? Manipulation is a form of witchcraft. Who bewitched you? The Bible says. He asked me, said, you once was running well, but who, who bewitched you? If any man comes bearing any other doctrine, let that one be a curse. Not that there is any another doctrine. If an angel himself from heaven comes and start preaching another gospel, no, that's not Christ. And how many of you know that the world has a gospel? It's called world news. The world has a gospel. Are we spending all our time in the world news? Are we spending more time in the world news than in God's good news? There is no buts. There is no if, ands, or buts. We're going to have to pick a side. You know, when Moses came down from the mountain, he said, Hey, let the ones that's going to be with the Lord go on this side. And let the ones that's not be on that side. But you can't be in between. Because that's where they all fell. They was all sucked up. Ain't no in between. He said hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. I'm going to vomit you up. Hot or cold. Hot or cold. Hot or cold. We got to pick a side. We got to make a choice. Anything that we know manipulation. Um, seduction. So trying to seduce someone. That's a form of manipulation. You're trying to get this person. You're trying anytime somebody's trying to override your will. I don't know, care what the circumstances is. Anytime somebody's trying to take away your choice, just know there's a spirit of witchcraft in operation because God gave us free choice. Come on now, we have to wake up. We got to get this. We got to see it. We see the spirit of fear 
we see that clearly. You have to be able to see that spirit of witchcraft because manipulation is a form of witchcraft because God does not try to override our will. Love is choice. It's not manipulation and force. Manipulation is rooted in control. Control is a form of witchcraft. God does not. He said, I set before you this day. Life, death, blessings, curses, you, you, you choose. The devil wants to override your will. He wants to control your life. But the Bible says those who are the sons of God will be led by the spirit of God. He said even, if, even the elect would be deceived. It's so important that we keep our mind stayed on the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're not deceived by that spirit of the Antichrist. And the spirit of the Antichrist is the spirit of the world that's preaching and teaching contrary to the word. What does the word of God say? He said, by your stripes, I'm healed. But we're saying my underlining conditions, Lord have mercy. We can't have it both ways. We got to get our mouth straight. We got to get our heart right. And we got to get this word of God down on the inside of us because as we... Uh, approach closer to these evil perilous times. They're going to be perilous days. Jesus said it's going to be perilous times in, in Timothy, right? Evil men grow worse. Men become more lovers of themselves than lovers of God, right? Some are not going to endure sound doctrine because they're going to have itching ears and they're going to run off and find teachers that's going to tell them what they want to hear. Because we're so used to all the entertainment that it's hard to sit still for some real teaching. And if it's not edification or exhortation, then who wants to hear, right? But the truth of the matter is none of us have arrived and none of us are perfect. And because we're not without correction, we open ourselves up to deception. How many of you know that without correction, we open ourselves up? To deception. Jesus said to those his those the Jews that believed in John 8 32, if um if you continue my word, you are if you are my disciple, if you if you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What will the truth set us free from? God's truth will set us free from a lie. Any truth will set us free from a lie. So who the Son set free? They're really free indeed, because when the Holy Spirit sets you free from a lie, he, it's going to be through a rhema word and a word that's released by in faith. It's not enough. Just knowing Bible verses, that's not going to be enough. That's not going to get it. We're going to have to believe it down on the inside. We're going to have to believe the word of God in our heart. My question to you is, are you being spirit led, fear led? Are you being manipulated? I mean, if someone is paying you to do something, hey, we'll give you this amount of money if he'll do this. We'll do, See, not all gifts are good gifts. The word of God say, beware of men bearing gifts because not all gifts are good gifts. So we have not just the spirit of fear uh, 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 directing the narratives. You know, my underlying conditions, come on now. They're not yours. We talked about that the other day. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. We're going to get the, our mouth right. But see, the reason we keep saying that is because we really don't believe that by Jesus stripes we're healed. It, but I know they're not going to agree with that. But the truth of the matter is it's not the abundance of your heart that your mouth is speaking. So I like to tell people, if we want to know what's in our heart, all we have to do is listen to what's coming out of our mouth. There is no buts in God. We either believe it or we don't. 
We're going to have to be uh, the, the violent take it by force. We're going to have to be radical for Jesus Christ. We're going to have to have bulldog faith and we're going to have to hold on to what the word of God say, no matter what it looked like around us, no matter what the storms are, no matter what the winds are, we're going to have to say what God say. Now, either we got these underlying conditions or we're healed by Jesus Christ, but we can't be saying both of them. Pick a side. Pick a side. I know it's a hard word, but we deception is a hard spirit. We got to there is no buts in God. My high blood pressure, my high cholesterol, my, 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 my. Every time you confess it, you possess it. That's why you can't get delivered from it. Because in your heart, you're believing it because it's become so personal. Now you've, you've claimed ownership of it. The word of God tells us there's no condemnation, but I'm sorry. The word is hard. It has to be hard because the ground is hard. Because every area in our lives where there is a stronghold, addiction, a bondage is an area in our lives where we're believing a devil's lie. So I ask the question, what's your why lie? What lie has the devil told you to make you believe that the word of God is not true? There is no, no if, ands, or buts in the word of God. Let his what God's word is yes and amen. Yay and amen. Yes, yes, sir. Amen. So be it is done, is finished, has already been established. As long as we claim sickness as ours, my high blood pressure, my high cholesterol, my this, my that, my this, as long as we claim it, we're going to possess it. As long as you confess it, you're going to possess it. The word of God say life and death is in the power of our tongue and we will eat the fruits of our words. In other words, you're going to eat, you're eating your words. We're having what we're saying. So you can't can't get healed from something that you believe you have, right? If you're calling it yours, what we need to... Healing is the children bread. That's our portion. Healing is the children bread. That's our portion. You're, you're, you're possessing it because you're confessing it. Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Instead of calling my high blood pressure, my high cholesterol, my high diabetes, sugar, my, 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 my... Listen to the words. You're eating your words. We're framing our world with our words. We have to be word conscious because we are in a word war. Isn't that what Jesus and Satan did? They was in a word war. The the, the devil spoke a word and then God spoke a word. He would say, it is written. Didn't you know? It's written because it's already been established. God's word does not return unto him void. Come on, you guys. Let's get back in there. Let's begin to believe in our heart. Is you uh, here's the deception. We think that because we know what the Bible verses say that we believe it. But that's not true because even the devils believe and tremble. It's with our mouth we confess. We can say Bible scriptures all day long. The question is not what we say and you know the fact that we've remembered a bunch of Bible verses that were well versed, but the question is what do you believe? It's with the mouth that we confess, but it's with the heart that we believe. Do you believe? And, and you know, when we, we can tell what we believe by what's coming out of our mouth. Jesus said it's out of the abundance of a man's heart that his mouth is speaking. So if you're confessing my this, my that, my, instead of calling it yours, why not? Uh, by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. healing, healing is the children bread. Healing is our portion. It was for this very purpose that the son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. We can't have it both ways. 
We have to save, got to get our heart right. When we get our heart right, guess what? Our mouth, our, our it will teach our tongue to speak. If we get our heart right, it's going to teach our tongue to speak. It's out of the abundance of a man's heart that his mouth is speaking. So if we want to know what's in us, just simply listen to what's coming out of us. Are we being manipulated by, are we being led by the world, the spirit of the world, the Antichrist? Or are we being led by the Holy Spirit? Those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, and my sheep, they're going to know my voice. And I'm finna tell you right now, God does not lead by way of fear. And God does not lead by way of intimidation. He will never try to, even when it comes to giving, he said, let a man give as he has so purposed in his heart to give. Let him give because God loves a cheerful giver, not a grudging giver, because whatever we do for the Lord, he wants us to do out of a heart of love. Jesus said, if you love me, then you need to obey me. And the way we can show that God abides in us is when we love others, then that means God abides in us and we abide in God, John tells us. He said, this is how you're going to know my disciples, Jesus said, by the love they have for one another. Don't confuse knowing Bible verses as believing Bible verses, because you can know something and not believe it. We can know something. We can, let me, let me, this is the way we can judge ourselves. He said, we judge ourselves. We want to be judged. Well, this is how we judge ourselves. We judge ourselves. We can, we can know what we believe by what we act on. Okay, let's just let's just put all that deception out the window. There's no condemnation because there's no superheroes because we're all growing from faith to faith and glory to glory. There's no condemnation. All this is, is just if we look at ourselves and we look at those areas in our lives where we're living contrary to what God say or. Um, th- those are areas in our lives where we're not believing God. That's exactly what it is. Um, you know, when we don't believe God, we call him a liar, right? Yep, yep. You know, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? We must first believe, not only we must first believe that he exists, but that he is also a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. How many of you know that God will reward you when you diligently seek him? Not the door shall be open. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto us. My question to you, is are you being manipulated? Are you being led by the spirit of fear and manipulated by the spirit of witchcraft? Fear says you better do it. Manipulation says if you don't do it, you can't buy, sell, eat, drink. Come on now. I'm not t- I'm not talking about the mark of the beast because it's not time for that yet. But this is just a trial error because it's, it is similar to that. You can't work here. You can't live here. You can't do this. You can't do that. If, if, and the only way you can do this, if you do anything that tries to override your will, anything that tries to override your will is a form of manipulation. It doesn't matter what, even kids, kids try to do it to their parents all the time. They'll try to fall out, have temper tantrums, everything to try to get what they want. That's what, that's, that's manipulation. They're trying to gain control over your will. And every time we give in to that spirit, we bow down to that, that, that spirit of witchcraft. You know that manipulation is a form of witchcraft because manip- anything that tries to override your will 
try to control because manipulation is control. Okay, so anything that tries to control or override your will is a form of witchcraft. It's demonic. It's a demonic spirit because God does not try to override our will. Okay, he's not going to try to manipulate you to get you to do what he wants you to do. Those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. God does not speak contrary to himself. Either we're healed by Jesus stripes or we're not. We, it, it, we can't have it both ways. There's no if, ands, or buts. And when we say, well, I did it because I had these underlying conditions. Okay, uh, what about by Jesus stripes you're healed? What about the blood of Jesus? So... There's no condemnation, but we got to really deal with it for real. We wanted to call it what it is, because until we call it what it is, we can't be delivered from <laughs> from the lie. And the greatest deception is self-deception. It doesn't mean it doesn't say anything about us because uh, maybe my faith is strong in this area and weak in another area. It doesn't say, oh, you don't love God. What it says is. I just need to spend more time with God. I need to spend more time listening to what the word of God say about healing, listening to what the word of God say about finances, listening to what the word of God say about love. You know, I just need to spend more time with him. I need to spend more time in, in his presence. I need to spend more time uh, and so I can develop a, that love relationship with him because it's hard to trust somebody you don't know. How many of you know that? There's no condemnation, but what I'm saying is, but we have to be able to to face it. We have to be able to say it. We have to be able to admit it before we can quit it. And you know what keeps us from admitting it is pride. We don't want to admit that we don't believe that by Jesus stripes we're healed. There's no condemnation, but I'm telling you, we can look at our actions and our reactions. And that's how we can tell what we believe. If fear, if fear is the motive, I, well, you know, I have to do it because the underline that's fear and really you know, I, I did a podcast on that about fear, the spirit of fear. Really, what we are afraid of is death. As believers, we're not to fear death. Okay. Um, um, uh, when we say, well, I'm afraid to ride airplanes. Really, what we're saying is I'm afraid to ride the airplane because I'm afraid it's going to fall. It's going to crash and it's going to kill me. <laughs> Everything is it's always coming back to death. How many of you know God did not give us a spirit of fear? Do you know that fear is a spirit? Let's quit calling it my anxiety. Every time you call it yours, you take on that spirit. How can two walk together except they both agree? Amos 3 and 3. You're walking in fellowship with it. Every time you call it yours, you're walking in fellowship with it. And that, that arthritis, that high blood pressure, that sugar, that cholesterol, whatever it is that you're calling yours, it has a right to walk with you. It has a right to cling on to you because how can two walk together except they both agree? We cannot walk with the devil and resist the devil. We're going to have to pick a side. Therefore, submit yourself under the, because God resists the proud. But the Bible say, therefore, submit yourself under the mighty hand of God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come on, we have to be real with it. The Bible says, confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. We have to admit it before we can quit it. It doesn't mean that you don't love God because you haven't, because there's, you got some fear, the spirit of fear is right in this area or whatever. What all it means is we got to spend more time in the word. That's what it means. You just got to spend more time in the Word. Because why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, right? 
That's all that means. We just got to spend more time hearing the word and spend time with the Lord because it's hard to trust someone you don't know. And the same way you fellowship with people is the same way we fellowship with the Lord. Talk to them. Be conscious of them each and every day because are you mindful of God? Because God is always mindful of you. And and when we get up, we let's just acknowledge God in all our ways so we can direct our path. Lord, thank you for waking me up this morning. What is it you want me to do? How can I serve you, my Abba Father, my Majesty's King Jesus? You told me if I acknowledge you in all my ways that you would direct my path. So I'm here today acknowledging you in all my ways, saying, Lord, lead God, direct me in the way that you would have me to go. That's what he's saying. Some of us, we have, we believe more what the world says than we believe what the word says because we're watching too much world news and not enough of God's good news. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you have more faith in what the world is saying than what the word is saying, that's because we've been spending more time with the world than we have with the word. There's no condemnation. Because see, today is another day. Tonight, this evening is another a day that we get to do what the Lord say, right? So all we do is just repent. Father, um, we come before you today, this second, this minute, this moment, and we repent, Father. We say, Father, we're sorry. We're sorry for not trusting you. We're sorry for not believing you. We're sorry for bowing down and worshiping other gods, for picking other things and other resources, for having our faith and trust in this world system rather than in the word system. Father, we say that we're sorry. We repent. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you just comfort us, convict us, convince us. Lead God and direct us into everything that's true, Father. For Jesus, you said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we will not give in and we will not bow down to that spirit of fear. We will not give in and we will not bow down to that spirit of witchcraft, that spirit of manipulation, that spirit that tries to control and override our will. And Father God, we give you the glory. We ask that you strengthen us. Fill us with all spiritual wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, Father. For our heart's desire is to fulfill your desire. And Father, we say to this tonight, this night, this Saturday night, September 24, 2021. Not our will, Lord, but let your will be done in our life this day, today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys again for joining in. And again, the title of this podcast is, Are You Being Manipulated? I want you to really think about what you think about your thoughts. I really want you to pay attention to what they're saying and see whenever you hear that if, 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 if then, if, if you, if you got to do this in order to be able to do that, that's somebody's trying to override your will. If it's something that's going contrary, I'm not talking about rules. God gave us rules. I mean, your house, your rules. If you say you want me to take my shoes off to come into your house, guess what? I'm going to take my shoes off to come into your house. You say, I want you to wear my mask, your mask to come into my house. Guess what? I'm going to wear my mask to come into your house. That's not manipulation and control. But when you're telling me things like, if you don't do this, then you can't do this, then that's control. If you don't, if you don't do this, you can't work here. If you don't do this, you can't eat here. If you don't do this, you can't do this. If you don't do this, what, you know, 
Look at it. Look at it. Kids do it all the time. Parents say that they're spoiled. No, they're controlling. And that spirit, because, uh, you know, the devil use anything about it. It's trying to gain control over you. It's trying to control your will. I remember one time I tell my daughter, um, you can't keep your fight because that's good. But you can't control my will. You can't override. You can't take my authority. The devil wants to take our authority. He wants us to control us through fear. We say, well, I'm afraid to ride elevators. Why? Why are you afraid? Always ask yourself why. If you, if you, because see, why is the lie. That's why I say, what's your why lie? Because everything we do, we think about it. Everything we do is attached to a motive. So start, think about your thoughts. Okay. So ask yourself, why am I doing this for real? Come on now, let's just be honest. If we say, well, I'm doing this for real because of my underlying conditions, then that's fear. Yes, I'm going to call it what it is. Because either we're believing that by Jesus' stripes we're healed or we're not. There's no in-between. There's no buts in God. And we have to be able to say that because until we can say that, we're going to keep constantly playing with it, okay? We're going to keep constantly compromising the word of God. Nothing is greater than the blood of Jesus. Nothing is greater than the word of God. Nothing is greater than the power of God. When you choose to live for Christ, he said, I'm not going to cause you to be ashamed. Daniel said, I'm not, I, I will not bow down to your, your false gods. And, and some of us say, well, we, I wouldn't have did it either. Of course, we're doing it now. Anything that takes the place of God in our life, that's our golden calf. What is your golden calf? What's your God? What is that thing that's in your life that keeps you from having time for the God who created us and gave us life? No condemnation, but it is a hard word. And the reason it's a hard word, because that spirit of deception is permeating. And when you're dealing with the spirit of deception, you're dealing with a hard heart. So my prayer for you today is, if you can hear this word, that for you not to harden your heart, just say, Lord, I'm sorry. How many of you know that it's um, godly sorrow that worketh repentance unto salvation? There is no condemnation. What we have to do from here on is just get in that word, refuse to bow, ask ourselves why. If you ask yourself why, you'll find your why lie. When our motive is not God, our motive is not good. He said, whatever we do in word or deed, we're to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. So when God is not our motive for what we do, if I'm just doing this to please you, or if I'm just doing this because you wanted me to and I'm afraid of what you're going to think about me, that's not being spirit-led. That's being fear-led. The Bible says that the fear of man causes a snare. When we care more about what people think than what God thinks, then we've allowed, we become a servant of men and not a servant of his. There's no condemnation, but we we have to, um, I have to say this tonight, pick a side. You know, just like when Moses came down from the mountain and he said, pick a side. We're going to have to pick a side because there's no middle. You know, we have to pick a side and we have to live for the Lord Jesus Christ every day, not just one day, not just this day, not just tomorrow. No, every single day. It's a commitment. When you when you when you get married to your husband, you you're married to him every day, all day, not just for one day. 
It's a commitment. And that's what Jesus wants. He don't want us to date him. He wants us to be married to him. A committed relationship. I'm in a committed relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I am in a committed. I am faithful. I want to be faithful to him because he's faithful to me. Some of you wouldn't think about cheating on your husband. You say, no, I'm faithful to him. Well, you know what? Or I'm faithful to her. Well, that's how Christ wants us to be to him. He's faithful. He who promised is faithful. God keeps his word to us. He's faithful to us. And he wants us to be faithful to him. Can you see that? Treat him like your husband. Treat him like your father. Honor him and say the same way he's faithful to me. I'm going to be faithful to him. Are you faithful to God like he's faithful to you? No condemnation. Because remember, we're all growing from faith to faith and glory to glory. But we have, let's aim for something. We have to press in towards the prize of the mark of the high calling. We're pressing in. And, we'll, and when we fall down, because a righteous man will fall down seven times, and he'll keep getting back up, though, because a righteous man, really in his heart, he wants God. You know, that's why God said David was a man after his own heart. Not because he was perfect, but because he was quick to repent when he didn't mess up. He said Abraham was his friend, not because Abraham was perfect, but because Abraham believed God and he would do whatever he said. He said Abraham's faith was made complete by his works. And because Abraham uh, trust God, had faith in him, it was accounted as unto him as righteousness. And Abraham was called a friend of God. That's why he was called a friend of God, because he believed God. Are you a friend of God? Because when we, I mean, really think about it. If do, uh, your friends, do your friends have to be perfect to be your friends? Well, God's friends don't have to be perfect to be his friends. Right? But you do have to believe your friend and you do have to trust your friend to be considered a friend. Right? So God said, I need you to believe me. I need you to trust me. And I need you to do what I say. And then you'll be my friend. He said, a servant doesn't. He said, I no longer call you a servant because a servant doesn't know the father's business, but I call you a friend. How many of you know that when we become a friend of God, he'll let you in on some inside secrets, right? You let your friends, you you treat your friends different from people that you don't know, right? Because a friend is somebody you consider that you can trust. So the Bible says in Psalms, I don't know if it's 45, 25, when um, um, those who put their uh trust faith in the Lord he'll make his covenant known to them those who fear the Lord he will make his covenant known to them those who reverence him have respect for him he'll make his covenants known to you commit your works unto the Lord and he will establish commit your ways unto the Lord and he will establish your uh your works he will direct your path Lord, we surrender and we say we sorry. I'm finna end it here. You guys be blessed, be encouraged. Once again, thank you for joining on my podcast. This is Pearly Martin. Biblical principles for inner healing. Um, please share it. Uh, please donate to our disaster relief fund. We're getting ready to start doing some disaster relief. We're gonna help out in uh, Louisiana, probably around March. Um, so you, if you guys can donate to us at W E E C A R E. 1966.us that's we care 1966.us that's our website go to our website hit that donate button there or you can donate here because the note the funds on from the for this site it goes to my nonprofit. so hit donate there and it'll go to the nonprofit. support us hit the support button and um again you guys be blessed be encouraged keep on looking for the good in your day so you can see god's goodness 
all throughout this wonderful, 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 lovely day because this is the day that the Lord has made. And the fact that we are alive means that he still has some good things in store for our lives. Okay? Getting right at the end of the year. And good night to you all. And may God bless you with sweet, sweet sleep. In Jesus' name.